Well, hello out there, planet Earth, and happy Friday. Thank God it's Friday, TGIF. We're almost there, just about time for the weekend. Just remember, it's always Friday with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. ICYMI, which is in case you missed it, SMB stands for Small and Medium-Sized Business. For the last 20 years, I've been a consultant to small and medium-sized businesses, a voice, a sounding board for business leaders, helping out wherever I can. I am passionate about the consultative approach. I like to use my superpowers of sharing stories, providing perspective, and creating connection every single day. But every single Friday, you can find me here, lending what is left of my mind and my voice to a live radio show where I interview SMB leaders as well as their trusted advisors. I've been on the road quite a bit this week, and guess what? Today is no exception. Like my man Willie Nelson, I am on the road again for the very first time. I am quite literally taking the show on the road. I've broken out of the basement studio, and I'm actually seeing the light of day. I have some meetings to attend immediately following the show, so... Here we are. Roll with me, people. Anything goes wrong? Sorry, can't help you. Uh, in my travels, I've noticed that some of the very best thought leadership for SMBs happens on Friday when we feel that freedom of the weekend just about there. However, we are also anxious to start the weekend. These crucial pearls of wisdom, they get often overlooked, swept under the rug, eased aside in favor of our fun weekend activities and our freedom from work. Here on Always Friday, we take advantage of that weekend freedom and clarity. We discuss popular topics that are on the minds of SMB leaders as well as their trusted advisors. Coincidentally, my last name means free in German. So a little tidbit for you guys. This is not just a play on words, though I do like plays on words. Uh, there is a little bit of deeper meaning here. So my shades are on. I'm on the road. Let's get this party started. So today, we're talking about value articulation and communication strategy. One recurring theme that we tend to discuss here on Always Friday is the idea that SMBs and the employees who work for them, they tend to be you know, fixated on products that they believe are going to solve all of their problems, when in reality, everything begins and ends with the people. And here's the, the hard truth. People don't want your thing they want what your thing means to them. So every business has that one powerful message that makes people say yes. However, it can be very difficult for a business to get that message across. Our special guest helps SMBs get the right message that attracts more of the right customers. He helps businesses find the meaning behind the message that they want to get out to the world. So on that note, have you guys ever heard that talk is cheap? I know I have. We're on talkradio.myc. We don't want this to just be talk. We want everyone to take the insight we get on the SMB landscape here today, use it to create more impact come Monday morning. It is far too often, once again, where businesses that I speak to, that I interview even along the way, they're focused on the product that's going to solve their problems. The shiny new mousetrap, the magic wand, products change every single day. In every facet of our lives, personal or business, no matter, there is never a substitute for surrounding yourself with the right people first and keeping a good focus on the process that's going to help you achieve your goals. As long as you do that, the right products will be there when you need them, everybody. Trust me, everything begins and ends with the people. So in the spirit of surrounding yourself with the right people, phenomenal show here for you today. We are speaking with none other than Michael Leibowitz, CEO of Magnetic Mind Studio. Two weeks in a row, folks are visiting me from the West Coast, which I absolutely love. I thank you, Michael, for getting up at the crack of dawn and hanging with us. So Michael Leibowitz has a mission to change the language of business from merely transactional to more meaningful and more effective communication. Again, CEO of Magnetic Mind Studio, a laboratory for clear messaging and deeply felt value articulation derived from Michael's passion for understanding how the human mind works to drive our decisions. He works with consultants in business, financial and wellness markets to craft clear and compelling language that will grow their business. By combining his expertise in the diverse fields of communication and behavioral neurology, Michael can two to five X his client's business with powerful messaging strategies that target how our neurology is wired to feel the attraction and the desire to buy. It's hard to grow your business if people are unclear about what you do and the value 
that you deliver. So we're going to get really deep into this today. Michael is absolutely the best person I could think of to speak about this with. And as always, we're going to discuss my favorite three questions. Who is your favorite movie or TV show character? What's your favorite movie or TV show? What's your favorite musical instrument? And who's the artist you'd like to hear play it? My man from the best coast, West Coast, Michael, welcome to Always Friday. Thanks for making the trip, baby. Wow, Stephen, that was quite the intro. Thank you. It's so good to be here. That's what I do, baby. I tee it up yeah. nice. So let's have a little bit of, you know, just a, about your journey. You have an awesome yeah. you know, value that you provide to business owners. It's one that's very well needed. You know, again, it's not much about what you say. It's how you say it. I see people on a daily basis struggling with it. So lay mm-hmm. it on us. Give us a little bit about the founder's journey. Uh, thank you. So this journey actually started about 12 or so years ago when uh, I was first introduced to the area of study called behavioral neurology. Uh, for someone like me, I've always, always been interested in how human beings make meaning out of their own world and also how come we interact with each other the way that we do. And when I discovered this, which seeks to answer those questions, I just dove into it. Studied it hard, ended up being a teacher's assistant at the place I studied at for about seven years. And it was kind of just a, an academic thing that I learned, had a, had a completely separate business at the time. I've always owned my own business, but the business I had that time had uh, very little to do with what I do now. Uh, and then one day, I had an epiphany. I mean, sitting on the couch, which is in the other room over there, I'm at my home studio, and uh, I just had this realization, like you see those, those cartoons with a flash of lightning, they, they get the big idea. Yep. That actually happened to me. I, I remember it was a July. And I'm thinking, oh my God, that's how brands work in our neurology. And my first thought is I have to tell people about this. I have to go in front of audiences and talk about this. Having zero experience in public speaking, right? <laughs> like, screw it. Why not? Let's do it. All right, what the hell? What the hell? Uh, fortunately, I had some uh, connections with some platforms I could do that. And they said, sure, why don't you come on in? And so I gave this talk and it was well-received. Lo and behold, I have almost no fear of public speaking. So point in my favor. And that led to more talks down the road. I ended up giving this talk to trade shows, conferences, and private corporations. About the fifth talk in, I realized, oh my gosh, all I have is theory. I have zero actual proof any of this works right like, i'm so glad no one has asked me for a concrete example hey michael can you give us an example of someone you've worked with where you've implemented these ideas and it came out to result i mean in theory it works right yeah in theory i have anecdotes i have here's why it should work and all that sort of stuff but i was confident that this does work because what we're talking about is basic neurology right we've been doing these things for about one hundred fifty thousand years so why should it change on a tuesday right right so uh, I'm thinking to myself, I'll bet you I can make a workshop where I can test it, right? And then, of course, you get the feeling of, gosh, what if it doesn't work? Oh, crap, there's, there goes the whole thing. So this, I actually have this uh, sort of awareness at a conference. I give my talk, and afterwards at the bar, because conferences happen at the bar. It's not in the uh, show, right? These guys come up to me, and they say, love what you're talking about. Our marketing isn't performing. I think we need what you're doing. How do you work with your clients? And I looked these guys dead in the eye and without skipping a beat, I said, I have a workshop. (laughs) And I just like thought of this like maybe three hours ago. (laughs) And I got nothing. Just like an idea of what it could be. And I'm shortening the conversation a bit. They're like, fantastic. How much is it? And you you, you can't blink on that question. You got to like, you got to have a number, (laughs) right? Because otherwise they're going to like, yeah, you're faking it. So I just blurt out a number that felt high enough, but not so ridiculous. And they're like, sounds good to us. I'm like, okay, great. I guess I got a workshop that this, that's, it's this much now. <laughs> of course, the next question is, when can we do it? And here I'm like, buy time, buy time, buy time. Right after <laughs> I actually formed said workshop, yes. Right, right. And so I said, well, I'm, really, I'm super busy. I got so many workshops scheduled uh, <laughs> that we're looking at mm, a month and a half. And they said, that's great. It's fantastic. I got a month and a half to figure out a workshop that delivers on everything, all the theory I'm talking about, and has the value that feels like it's worth the amount of money that I just uh, quoted them. And so I recruited a couple of friends, uh, both of whom own their own business. 
And with the first person, good friend of mine said, hey, I'm just going to throw everything on the wall and you're going to help me figure out what's working and what makes no sense to you whatsoever. We did that. I learned a lot. And then I, with the other person who was much more structured, I took her and her company. Now she's got a company of three people. Mm-hmm. I took them through the whole thing. Now some results are starting to come like, oh, my, we're starting to see how everything fits together and, and the results they can use in their messaging. I'm like, great. I got a whole format. So uh, I go visit this client, my very first one, do my workshop thing. At that time, it was like a four-hour intensive mm-hmm. type of thing. About an hour and a half through, I'm not getting the breakthrough I want. And I'm thinking, oh, crap. So, uh, but we hit it. We hit it and we hit it big. Their eyes lighting. I'm like, like their whole world opens up. The VP of marketing is going, oh my God, I was stuck for months. And now I have all this territory explore, this message, this what we're all about, their, their, the core essence of their business. They're blown away. I'm blown away. And they're saying that this is the best thing ever. They're so glad they invested this money. And I look them in the eye and said, well, I get these results for all of my clients, which is <laughs> technically true at the time. And that's when the business started. It started from this theory that I had that grew into just taking the leap to say, hey, I got this workshop. And it turned out to be gangbusters. And here we are five years later. That's really an awesome story. So you said that it originally started out with a four-hour intensive workshop. You know, the initial types of workshops you do these days, same kind of four-hour intensive. now Now we meet five times from any from hour to two hours each. The program is much bigger now than it was at the beginning. I constantly improving and evolving uh, the program and uh, the results keep getting better and better. That's how we get to that 5X that you mentioned in the beginning uh, in the intro there. So sounds pretty impactful to me. We're going to dive a little bit deeper into the method behind the madness with my man, Michael Leibowitz, CEO of Magnetic Mind Studio. When we come back from this quick break, stay with us. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. back everybody it's friday it's always friday it's me stephen fry your smb guy but it's not just me we're here with my buddy from the west coast michael Leibowitz, ceo of magnetic mind studio marketing branding specialist helping you find what your real message is that you want to get out there we were just talking a little bit about the beginnings of of michael's business and some of the eureka aha moments that came about and before we get you know into the method behind the madness with with what michael does I wanted to sit out by my fire pit, which is, you know, a couple 
maybe 50 or so miles back that way since I'm on the road. But uh, just a little bit about some of the eureka moments I've had along the way. And this is a very impactful topic to me all along the lines of it's not what you say, it's how you say it and what the audience hears. But I, Mark, I, I came across this meme a couple of weeks ago and I shared it with Michael before we got moving here where it says marketing is the story you tell about yourself. Brand is, uh, you know, brand is the story that other people tell about you. And Michael had a, had, a, had a more fun one. He said marketing is asking someone out on a date and branding is the reason that they say yes. I, I thought that was a really cool way of looking at this. And Michael has also written a couple of ebooks along this topic that kind of relates to the, the neurology behind how people's minds work. Uh, he wrote The Neurology of Yes. So some of you, even the bullet points on this, Michael, are so like, you know, just dead on with this, how people are wired to buy, what makes them engage. You know, it's uh, the methods part of the show here is all about what do you do? How do you do it? How do you go to market for it? So I definitely want to talk about that. But talk to us a little bit about this first, the neurology of yes. How, how are people wired to buy? All right. So it all comes back to safety and survival uh, programming or wiring in our brain. I divide metaphorically the brain into two parts. There's the human brain, which does all the uh, normal human brain stuff like logic and reason and such like that, right? And then we have what I call the critter brain, which does survival and it does emotions. And you can imagine between making a logical or rational decision or making a survival decision, which one do you think we're going to make, right? It's going to be survival every single time, right? Every single human on the planet is the proud descendant of some long ago ancestor who did not say, oh, I wonder if that lion is hungry. No, <laughs> we're, we're the proud descendants of the ones who ran away. So we're all, we're all wired for uh, survival. And one of the primary ways we are wired to make sure we survive is to make sure we surround ourselves with like kind, people who are like ourselves, because to the critter brain, which again, doesn't do logic, it just does survival, says, well, if you're like me, I'm safe. Anything that's not like me is a potential threat to survival. Like think of gazelle yeah. hanging around each other in the herd and they see the leopard over there. That's, a, that's not a gazelle. That's a potential threat to survival. Well, that's operating in us. So the neurology of yes is really about what do you have to communicate? And to me, everything is communication. It's not just the language. It's like you said, it's how you say it. It's also in your pricing. It's in your offer. It's in everything that you present about your business is communication. You want to make sure that that presents in a way that triggers like kind for your audience. Otherwise, they're going to see you as a potential threat to survival. And the chances of them saying yes to you are really low when the critter brain's going, uh-uh, we're going to die here, <laughs> Right. Not going to happen. And that's, that's the neurology of yes. It's how do you present yourself in a very specific way that triggers like kind. First, you have to understand what the like kind is, how it works. And, uh, and then it's the, all, now comes into the artistry of, well, how do you actually trigger those pieces that let someone know you're like me, I'm like you. This is the critter brain that gets sent up to the human brain, which just says, oh, I'm safe or uh, I like this for some reason, wraps a story around the whole thing. We right. think that's the actual reason. It's not just the critter brain going, I'm safe here. Uh, and then that, you're about 90% of the way to the sale at that point, just by triggering the critter brain to say, yeah, you're like me. So a little bit of the idea of life begins at the end of your comfort zone, people you know, experiencing mm -hmm. fear of the unknown type of type of mentality. But you, know, you also wrote another ebook that emphasizes some of the mistakes out there called Big Brand Mistakes. Yeah. And it revolves around the, the most businesses don't even know that they're making. You want yeah. to talk a little bit about this as well, like often use you know, mistakes that people are losing customers around? Sure, sure. Uh, a lot of these mistakes are... Of course, my background's in behavioral neurology, so they're kind of brainy mistakes, right? Yep. One of the big ones, though, when it comes to brand, and I'd say about 50% of people who encounter the word brand make this mistake, is they think it's all about the visuals, right? It's like, oh, my brand is the, the logo and the look and the colors and the things like that. No, that's brand communication. And the other 50% know, like, are all on board with this. Like, no, that's not it. Your brand is like we talked about before, is is the perception that people have of you. Now you can 
create all those visual representations that help them along the way to that perception. But the way, uh, the biggest brand mistake is that you actually are in control of your brand, right? And, but you're saying, wait, it's my brand. How can I not be in control of it? Well, your brand lives in the mind of someone else. So how do you control your, their mind? You can't. The most we can do, and this is the biggest one, the most we can do as business owners is leave like breadcrumbs along the forest floor that lead them to the perception we want them to have of us. That's about the most we can do. But don't underestimate how powerful those, in this metaphor, those breadcrumbs can be, right? This is where my background in linguistics come into play. There is, there are, there is language you can use that will trigger just the right perception. Uh, another thing that I like to say is all communication is mind control. <laughs> don't, don't think of an elephant, right? You just thought of an elephant. Just right? thought of an elephant. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So the right turn of phrase, the right message will actually implant the thoughts, pictures, and feelings that leads someone to the perception of your business you want them to have. And so, so that's the biggest one. I think that most businesses make that think that I'm in control of my brand. And if I just do this, everything is right. It's like, uh-uh. There's someone else as part of that equation. It's your audience. And they got their own brain going on. And how do you bridge that gap is where the, 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 the real magic happens. So there's a lot of acronyms out there, especially in the industries that I've worked in over the years that always need some geek translation. And one of them is NLP, which mm -hmm. I've, I've seen referred to as natural learning processes. But you mentioned linguistics just now. Yeah. So neuro-linguistic programming, I know, is yeah. something that, that you could speak to with authority. You know, sure. Talk to us a little bit about how, how that's really applicable with you know, the methodology of getting people yeah. to say yes and articulate. Yes, the, the, and the people who discovered NLP at, the, at UC Santa Cruz uh, did coin the term neuro-linguistic programming, uh, which makes sense from the 70s when computer programming was just starting to become into the public eye, so they thought it was sure. the, the same thing. But um, NLP deals with the structure of experience. Now, what does that mean? Well, let's compare it to psychology, which is really about the content of experience, right? It's like, tell me about your mother, what happened then, like that. NLP has the structure. So what the, one of the core tenets of NLP is that our experience of life is a neurological process. And so there's a stimulus that will bring up a thought, a, a, a picture in your mind's eye or a, a voice from the past or something like that right? Basically one of the five senses, which is how all memory is coded in, in the five senses. Sure. So bring up one of the five senses, which then leads to the next one, which then leads to the next one, right? Now we get into beliefs that are sort of filtering it and saying, well, it's almost like an if-then statement. Well, if this picture came up, that means this until we get to the conclusion of that stimulus equals this response because of all this, this chain of events that happened in our neurology, the structure of experience in between. What NLP seeks to do for therapeutic purposes is to notice this structure, notice where things go off the rails to the unwanted experience, and then we can reframe that experience, quite literally you know, make new neural connections so that you have the option of making the new choice. The old choice was always there, but now we've opened up the door to make the new, better feeling choice, which the system will naturally take because it just feels better. So that, that's awesome. And it, yeah. it, I feel like I'm hearing some, some analogy or some comparison yeah. to two, two big words that have been governing me this year, yeah. differentiation Yep. And for me, also gamification, because I like yeah. to have fun, as you can probably guess. But yeah. uh, but you in some of your you know uh, copy that I see out there, you spend a lot of time concentrating on differentiation and mm -hmm. resonance. Resonance, yeah. So bringing the ideas to resonate, you know, kind of like you just said, kind of hard coded inside of the five senses, what really makes an impact with people. You know, yeah. talk about, talk to us a little bit about this because I, I love these types of thoughts. Sure. So linking it back to your earlier question about uh, NLP and. Uh, what, what differentiation is the good differentiation, like well done differentiation, what it really connects to our belief systems, right? Remember I said before, like the structure of experience, everything gets filtered through beliefs. Differentiation is best when it differentiates based on a belief. 
sure if you're the person uh here i have on my desk the iphone the very first uh these smartphones right and for a hot minute apple had a highly differentiated product that no one else had everybody wanted it the touch screen that the apps the whole thing how long did that last maybe a year or two before like the whole is blew up now they have no quote differentiation based on the physical object. So when people differentiate into a feature or a benefit, it's good until someone else copies it. And then you're done as far as differentiation. But when you differentiate into a belief, and let me describe a a non-technical one. I once worked with a woman, she does tax prep. What's her competition? H&R Block, Intuit, (laughs) TurboTax. All these easily accessible things. How does she differentiate? Well, when when my clients work with me, the first thing we do, I go for the big win right away, which is what's the underlying belief in this business? What's supporting the whole thing? And for her, the belief is you have to be financially ready for whatever life throws at you. Holy cow. That's bigger than I'll do your taxes, right? Everyone who believes the same thing, who has in their... Uh, uh, their world, this idea of being ready, especially for uh, any misfortunes that happen or even opportunities. Anyone who has the identity, I'm the kind of person who wants to be ready, hears this message and says, this is my person. Not only that, this, that belief turned her business so much bigger than it would have ever been had she just focused on tax. Now she's in the getting you financially ready for life's misfortunes and opportunities business. How do we do that? We ended up creating this whole five-year plan for her business based on this one belief and then how to talk about it. It turned into educational programs. It turned into a whole suite of offers. She had one offer when she came to me. By the time we're done, we have five different offers and five different revenue streams for her. Um, and, And all based on this differentiating around a belief. So that's how differentiation happens. Notice how it connects neatly with resonance on beliefs, right? Yeah, absolutely. I'm the same kind of person. And and you know what what I hope everybody heard out there is when people are looking at differentiation by way of products, that has a very, very short shelf life. Mm -hmm. But if you talk about differentiation of people and belief systems and the impact that you have on such belief systems, that's something that could last over and over and over again. It it lasts forever and no one can copy it because the here's the thing. The person with the strongest belief wins, okay? If the child believes they deserve that piece of candy more than their parent believes they don't, guess who's getting candy? (laughs) And if someone wants to copy your belief, they can, but it's going to come off as really inauthentic because it's not their belief system. And life is not scripted. If the last couple of years taught us anything, that should be one of the major takeaways. I love it. We got to take a quick break. We're going to to be right back with the CEO of Magnetic Mind Studio, Michael Leibowitz, my man from the West Coast. Stay with us, everybody. Howdy. I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7 Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Your 
You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Back to Always Friday with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. We're chatting with my buddy Michael Leibowitz, CEO of Magnetic Mind Studio out in sunny California. And Michael just gave us some some golden pearls of wisdom in the last segment, you know, about differentiation. And it's something that we tend to talk about a great deal here on the show, where people tend to be fixated on products. And Michael's analogy with the iPhone is for a while, that was the go-to smartphone. And arguably, in some ways, it might still be, but for a very short period of time, it was the only thing out there. And then there was a whole slew of other types of smartphones. Well, when you talk about real differentiation, getting to the core of people and their belief systems and what they hear when the message is being communicated, that's really where the magic lies. That's where you can create something that is somewhat everlasting. You agree, Michael? I totally agree. And I just want to put one more uh, for your audience's uh, understanding. Back in the beginning, we talked about like kind. The thing that we are looking for like kind to match on is our identity. That's what we're really looking for. And you have on the screen here the, the two questions that your audience is asking. One of them is, do you believe the same thing I do? This is the most important question because it says we share the same identity. Well, that's differentiation as well. Your competition probably doesn't share that same identity. And that's the thing that really gets to the core of who your audience is and what's going to make them want to buy from you. Other people can do the same thing you do, but the reason why they choose you is because we share the same belief. Absolutely. That's how it works. That's connection, baby. That's that's yeah. the, the genesis of everything. So, Michael, this is the madness part of our show. So this is Got the it. artistic the artistic observational side of things, you know, stories you have from the field, no story too taboo, anything goes. Yeah. And you, you gave us a little bit of your journey, how things got started in the beginning. Something that I saw out there on your behalf as it relates to your workshop that you do for the brand mm-hmm. you know, attraction workshop. Yeah. You know, there are some, some testimonials you have on your site where I see people just like you struggling with this on a daily basis, their marketing efforts, their branding efforts, how they tell the story, how people perceive the story. And I just want to read this, this, this quick testimonial. Michael's workshop was very eye-opening. It worked the next day, it says. The next yeah. day for things that people have been kicking around for years. Based on his suggestions to clarify my brand identity that Michael was just alluding to, I modified and simplified the language language I use in my pitch. I tried the revised version the next day with a potential client and it instantly resonated with the listener. As she stated, her company's culture was aligned with my values. Mm. Like, like kind, like-minded is one thing, like-valued is a total other connection. Yep. It, wor- it worked because I had consulting with my values. It worked because I had a consulting agreement with a professional like Michael. <laughs> yeah, that was a great story. Uh, that was uh, uh, Doug, I believe his name is. And Doug, what he does is amazing. You know how uh, medical device companies, they have to go through all these testing protocols, right? Well, he's the guy that they have to have a higher third party to come up with the testing protocols. He's the guy that does that. And um, it's very insider baseball-y. And, there's a, and he's got a small uh, 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 number of competitors but they're all really good, right? When you're doing that, you're, there's like, if there's 12 competitors, guess what? Everyone knows who those 12 are. Why are they going to choose you, right? And yeah, he used the language that we came up with. And like, like that testimony, I was so happy when I saw that, that he connected based on values. She said, you, your values align with mine. That's why we're going to send you the consulting agreement. So it's one thing in a really narrow market, like you said, with 12 people that are all competitors, it's like everybody knows each other. They're, they're yep. all, they all probably have the occasional drink at the bar together. But then there's the flip side of that, where some folks are in a crowded market struggling to get noticed and yep. feeling like the real value that they oh. provide is, is damn near impossible to communicate. That's Talk the majority about of, of my clients. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like the tax prep person. I work with uh, wealth managers. Like they all say the same thing to their, to their audience. How do, what do you, what do you got to say? That's going to wake up their brain and go, Oh, you, you're the one. Right. <laughs> and it ain't going to be like in the wealth manager. It ain't going to be cut because you said, Oh, I'm going to make your money turn into more money. It's like, yeah, you and the 120 other wealth managers in the city <laughs> are going to do that. Or I can claim you can. Why, why am I going to work with you? And there's, there's that saying, like, people don't buy what you do. They buy you. It's not yes. actually true. It's not actually true. I'm going to flip it on its head a little bit here. People Go for it, baby. Not, yeah, people do not buy you. Never have, never will. What people buy is the reflection of themselves they see in you. That is a very important distinction. So the question in the first place, if they buy me, like, who do I have to be to be a rock star? Yay, me, me, me. No. The question is, what kind of mirror are you holding up so that your ideal client can recognize themselves? I Answer think that's that question. So and now you're cooking. Yeah. You're, co- you're cooking with major gas at that, that <laughs> yeah. point. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, that, I could see that, you know, especially with some egotistical, narcissistic personalities in certain <laughs> industries, I could see that being a very difficult task to accomplish. So I'm, I would be shocked if you didn't have a story from the field. Again, you know, no, don't have to compromise client confidentiality, anything like that. Yeah. But you know, talk to us a little bit about some of the nuts that are hard to crack out there where the egotistical, narcissistic kind of personality takes over. And they're like, nobody has a mirror that could that, that they can... Yeah, see a reflection of themselves in you. There's nobody like me. Yeah. Here's the thing, Stephen. I don't have those stories. You know why? I take my own medicine. I do my own methodology on how I communicate. Those people don't enter my world. They never, right? When you do this correctly, it, it's like a beacon to the, the kind of people you really, really want to be working with, right? That, that 80-20 rule where like, 20% of your clients are 80% of the income and 80% of your clients are, are, are the, the pain in the butt type of stuff. <laughs> when you do this correctly, you're only getting those awesome clients. Uh, and so I don't have those stories of someone so difficult to work with because they just don't enter my world. I'm able to, either they filter themselves out or, they, or I could quickly filter them out like, mm, we're not a good match here. Because I know, I know what my what my connection to someone is so clearly, but I do want to tell you a story uh, of a good, of a good result that is really counterintuitive. Wait, what? Um, <laughs> back in my early days, I now mostly specialize with working with consultants, uh, like you mentioned before, but in my early days, I, I was working with everybody. And in this case, I, I was working with a company that makes uh, kitchen gadgets uh, like a sous vide machine, a this machine and a that machine, right? Sure, yeah. And their sales were were flat for like a year and a half, and they they needed to break that, and they started on a growth path. And they were communicating just like their competition: "Hey, it's moist, it's fast, it's easy, it's blah 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 blah." You look at the uh, six, ten people that are making the same kind of machines; they are they're all saying the same thing. So. Working with the CEO, I always have to have the CEO in the room. No matter how big the company is, I got to have the CEO in the room. It's your company. It's your vision. It has to come from you. Plus the other like senior VPs of marketing and sales and blah, 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 blah. So they're all in the room. And this was a hard nut to crack, but I finally cracked it where the CEO finally opens up and says, you know what? I just, it's just going to make me sound really shallow. But I just love it when I'm hosting a dinner party and everyone looks at me and says, oh, my God, I can't believe you made this. This is amazing. And everyone else in the room had this one version of that. Yeah, that. And the way it landed, the way it resonated in the room, you could feel it. And I knew then that that was the message, right? This idea of here's this cooking gadget company. What's the main message? What's the main belief? It's fun to show off. right it's just fun to show off beliefs do not have to be profound they just have to be true right because then you're the strongest belief in the room and the people who encounter you go like 
they come onto your map, they adopt your belief as long as it's like kind for them. Now, There's we a- don't just work in beliefs. We work like, what's the meaning of this belief? We go one layer deeper. And the meaning of this belief is, well, everyone deserves to feel valued. So now the competition is talking about, hey, it'll cook it fast, you know, quick and easy. And here's this company saying, hey, it's fun to show off because you deserve to feel valued. Now, messaging wise, that turned into, would you like to be the star of the dinner party? <laughs> yeah. Now, now, we're, now we're not talking about cooking gadgets. Now we're talking about an identity and a belief. Now we're talking about being the star of the dinner party. Oh, by the way, we happen to sell a bunch of tools that will make you the star of the dinner party, even if you have no particular skills at cooking. And sale, they, they did the low-hanging fruit first. They changed their Google AdWords, and they just changed the words and the images on their website. Within a month, they told me they had a 10% spike in sales just from doing those two things, and they were off to the races from there. Unbelievable. There's a there's a Native American proverb I've referenced a couple of times on my show, which says, tell me a fact and I'll learn. Tell me a truth and I'll believe. Tell mm-hmm. me a story and it will live in my heart forever. Yeah. And I've always been a firm believer, no pun intended, that uh, <laughs> you know the, the, the two latter pieces of that are where all the magic is. Yet yes. all of these folks out there you know, just concentrating on what they're saying. If I tell you this, if I spew out all these facts, right. you're going to learn that I know what I'm talking about and you should do business with me. Yeah. And all those facts really only communicate to the human brain, which does not make the decision to buy. It only justifies the decision. So there we are giving our audiences, a uh, uh, human brain, a lot of really good information to justify a decision, but hardly anything to actually make the decision in the first place. But think of it like an equation. I have to have this critter brain. Are you, are you safe or are you not safe? Question answered. I have to have this human brain. Like, how can I justify that decision? So X plus Y equals the output, right? Well, we're here we are giving everyone the value for Y, the human brain, but hardly anything for X, but we have to have the equation filled in. What happens? Your audience makes it up for you based on whatever you are communicating, plus their own experience of life. The chances are of that going your way are really small. You have no control. This goes back to the beginning. Your brand lives in the mind of your customer. When you, the the breadcrumbs that I talked about before is all this critter brain level communication about our shared identity, our beliefs and such like that, so that their experience of life matches with what you're talking about and it leads them to the right conclusion to make the yes. And then of course, all those facts in the human brain go, and I like them because of all these things. No, that's not the reason. And it's just the story, <laughs> but the output, the, the outcome is the same. They said, yes. Yep. In order to care, people have to feel people buy on emotion. I agree. Yes. And they justify it with logic. Yeah. I love it, Michael. We got to take a quick break, but right we'll on. be right back with my man, Michael Leibowitz, CEO of Magnetic Mind Studio. Stay with us, everybody. Join us every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern for the Mind Behind Leadership, where we focus on what leadership really means to us and to others. We have practical discussions with the CEOs of some of the world's largest companies, owners of small businesses, and experts in psychology and behavior to get that inside track, what to do, what to avoid, and what really happens. Join me, Graham Dobbin, at the new time, 4 p.m. every Tuesday for the Mind Behind Leadership, here live on talkradio.nyc. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Calling all pet lovers. Pet Avengers, assemble! On the Professionals and Animal Lovers show, we believe the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong. It mirrors that bond between pets and their owners. Through this program, we come together to learn, educate, and advocate. Join us live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. at talkradio.nyc. 
You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back to Always Friday with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. We're chatting with my buddy from the West Coast, Michael Leibowitz, CEO of Magnetic Mind Studio. By the way, if you guys like entrepreneurial-related discussions, talking about small, medium-sized businesses, stay with talkradio.myc for the 12 o'clock p.m. Eastern show, The Entrepreneurial Web with Jeremiah Fox. Always has great guests, always has some great content, bound to pick up some pearls of wisdom. And I really hope you guys have been listening to Michael Leibowitz because the amount of pearls of wisdom that have been dropped in this in this discussion today are ridiculous. You guys really need to latch on to the the way to articulate and communicate the message because it's not what you're saying, it's how you're saying it, it's what other people are hearing and how it differentiates and how it resonates. And you know, just as far as getting into the message part of our segment, we want people to leave with some weekend insight to make a Monday impact before they start having cocktails and watching football this weekend. And one recurring theme like came came to mind for me with some of the travels I've had, Michael, is that the closer you are to something, the harder it can be to explain it to other people. But if you you get some help, somebody with a little bit of a different perspective, somebody that has experience in the neurology of yes and neuro-linguistic programming that really understands how people latch onto this is, is invaluable. You got to do it. Yeah. You, you can't see the back of your own head, right? <laughs> is, is the, 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 the way I, I, I say it. And yeah, the deeper you are into your thing, the harder it is to talk about it because it's, it's not about what you say. It's about how it's received right? All communication happens on the part of the listener, not the speaker. And uh, whatever message they got out of it is the message that landed. And it's really difficult to bridge that gap by yourself. And I know this because I'm a messaging expert and I have trouble working this on myself. I actually sought the help of other people to help me figure out how to talk about my thing. Yet I'm the messaging expert. But it's natural because this is how our brains work. We, we just can't see the back of our own head. Yeah, I, I agree. And, you know, most people out there know I like movies. So I, I think of the movie Bruce Almighty with this, where Jim Carrey plays a character that gets yeah. the powers of the Almighty. Yeah. And the couple of rules that he has, the main rule is you can't affect free will. Yeah. And you know, you're talking about your brand and your message lying in the eyes of the people who are hearing it and how they're interpreting it. Yep. You can't really affect free will of how they're thinking, but you can articulate your message in the way that you're communicating it in a way that, as you delicately put, the breadcrumbs, you know, follow the trail of breadcrumbs to exactly, exactly. where you want to lead them. And that is what people are trying to accomplish. But very often they can't get out of their own way and they yep. just show up and throw up a bunch of product knowledge and facts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and product and knowledge and facts are fine. They don't make the sale. They don't, they don't attract attention. They don't create resonance. They don't create differentiation. They're useful, but not for those things. You know, I know you've worked with a number of different types of industries. You mentioned tax prep. You mentioned financial advisors, all examples of people I've worked with a great deal along the way. It's always blown me away how when you ask a financial advisor what they do, they're like nine times out of 10, I feel like the answer is I work with high net worth individuals. Yeah. Yes. How could you possibly with- differentiate yourself that way? Yeah, you, you, you really can't. Um, it's great to know that you work with high net individuals. What that does is just narrows down of all the universe of people I can think of, who should I be thinking of? Well, high net worth. Okay, fine. That narrowed it down to like maybe the 10 people I know. Um, but it doesn't tell me why you matter. And that's what people want to know. They just want to know why, why, why do you matter? Why, what's, what, what's meaningful about what you do that I can resonate with that's meaningful to me as well? Because we, like I say, it's my slogan. People don't buy your thing. They buy what your thing means to them. Yeah, no, that's, it's a very powerful message and statement. And, you know, I also like the idea of, of the, of the mirror type of thing. They don't buy you, which a lot of times, you know, that is even in some of my travels, it's like, you are the differentiator. 
Well, mm-hmm. it's, you know, you, it's unless you can clone yourself, it's real difficult to kind of teach that message <laughs> yeah. to even people who work with you trying to get the same thing out. Yeah. But it's the reflection of themselves that they see in you. It's almost like yeah. holding a mirror, mirror on the wall, like yeah. right next to them. It's, do you see a reflection of yourself in me? Do you identify with me? Are we like yeah. value? Good. Let's talk about how we knock this out together. Yeah. And the, and the, and the secondary effect of that is like when, when you're communicating in a way that you're like, what, this is the mirror. I'm being intentional about this mirror. Guess who's the only person who sees themselves in that mirror? The best clients, the ones you really <laughs> want to be working with. And all the other people are just, they just don't see themselves. They go to the other person that is like, oh, that's my mirror over there. <laughs> yeah. And it's, listen, you're not, you're, you're as much as I've wanted to throughout the course of my life, you're not going to please everybody. It's something no. that I think people absolutely learn along the way, whether it's the hard way or the easy way, but you can't please everybody. You got to play matchmaker. Not everybody's going to be a fit for this type of thinking, but exactly. the ones who are, they're going to see some very, very valuable fruits of the labor of working with someone like you. There's no doubt. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah. On that note, you, you know, your brand attraction workshop, I know this is something that you put out there. If you guys check out Magnetic Mind Studio, mindmagnetizer.com, you look up Michael Leibowitz. He's all over the place on social media. You can't find him. You can text SMB guy to the number 21,000 and you'll get my contact information and I can hook you guys up directly so you can have the aha moment of how to communicate and articulate your brand strat, your brand and marketing strategy. So Michael, I appreciate you taking some time with me here on this Friday, making the virtual trip from California, nice, bright and early. It's been a pleasure, before, Stephen. Before I let you go though, we yeah. are going to revisit my favorite three questions. Who, who is your favorite movie or TV show character? What's okay. your favorite movie or TV show? What's your favorite musical instrument? Who's the artist you'd like to hear play it? So without further ado, all right. Michael's favorite movie character, and it's not just because they have the same haircut, <laughs> is none other than Dr. Evil from the Austin <laughs> Powers series. I love and how you put my glasses it, on everybody. <laughs> I, I found it funny because we, I talked about the, the testimonial from your client, Doug. Uh, Dr. Evil's real name is Dougie Powers, right? Yeah. Fictional, yeah. fictional character from Austin Powers. Austin Powers' nemesis. He's a parody of James Bond villains. We all know uh, primarily yeah. Ernst Stavro Blofeld, if you guys are into the James Bond stuff. Dr. Evil routinely hatching evil schemes to terrorize and take over the world, usually accompanied by number two, a goon who fronts his evil corporation, his cat, Mr. Bigglesworth, Bigglesworth sorry, <laughs> and, his, and his sidekick. Who is unpleased, the cat. Bigglesworth is unpleased at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Bigglesworth. Just pays my cat. And, and his sidekick, who, again, I told you, I like to join my guests in the picture where I can, Mini-Me, uh, a, dwarf, <laughs> a dwarf clone of himself. I love how you, I just realized uh, a few slides back that you didn't just Photoshop my glasses on the face. It's my whole face. <laughs> it, it's your whole face, baby. It's all there. <laughs> so awesome. a funny note, we, we, I think we, we talked about Jeff Bezos somewhere here and there in, while we yeah. were getting this together. But fans of the Austin Powers film series have actually compared Dr. Evil with that of American yeah. entrepreneur Jeff Bezos. I have had a client and now a good friend of mine call me an evil genius. And I was never so proud of that moniker. <laughs> like, you're, Michael, you're an evil genius. And I'm like, yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> Talk about an identity match. <laughs> Absolutely. So Michael's favorite TV show is one that I am not up to snuff on yet, but I had a blast putting Michael's face on pictures here, is The Expanse, a science fiction television series, which is based on a series yes. of novel, novels of the same name. It's set in the future where humanity has colonized the solar system. No, no small task there. It follows a disparate band of protagonists as they unwittingly tr- unravel and place themselves at the center of a conspiracy that threatens the system's fragile state of Cold War. It's almost like the brink of another world war, it feels like. Yeah. And, and season six drops today, I think. I'm so excited. Oh, my God. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> So, yeah, I definitely have to get into this because, like, I, I'm into sci-fi stuff for sure. I, like I, t- I discussed with you before we started the show, I, I have a hard time making it through any series these days with <laughs> it's driving me absolutely crazy. But yeah, I feel like crazy. this is one that I really have to have to get into the repertoire. But more to come on that. So as far as music and instruments go, you know, and this is not the first time I've, I've been given this answer, believe it or not. Michael loves the sweet sounds of electronica. He gave me a couple of band names that I'm not I'm not overly familiar with. Thievery Corporation, Moon Boots, which is one individual I'm I'm told, but Rufus Du Soul is one that I 
that I picked up made up of a, a group of gentlemen from Australia based out of Sydney. Uh, and, and I actually I lived in London along the way through my travels. So I know that Electronica got really big in the United Kingdom. But yeah, man, uh, tell us a little bit about this real quick. I Electronic music, I just love it. I'm, I'm not into like the dance. I'm more into like the more atmospheric uh, uh, sort of moody stuff. But um, I have these three bands as the seed on my the only Pandora station I listen to now. And it never disappoints. <laughs> uh, I, it's, it's great music to uh, uh, do your uh, daily work to. It's not intrusive. It just gets you in the right mood. I, I love it so much. Um, headphones when you can. Yeah, you got to give these bands a listen, guys. They're so good. They're so good. And I will certainly do that. So, Michael, thanks again for joining us today. Coming up next week, we're going to be talking about state retirement mandates for small and medium-sized businesses. And this one's actually going to be a panel discussion. So according to the National Institute on Retirement Security, the average American has less than 50 grand saved for retirement. And nearly 60% of working Americans lack access to a workplace retirement savings plan. And there are approximately 100 million working age Americans who do not have any retirement account assets at all. To combat that, a lot of the states have started instituting state-run retirement programs. And New York is one such state where uh, actually the mandate kicks in at the end of this month, December 2021. If you don't have a plan and you have 10 or more employees and you've been in business for longer than two years, you need to get, get your act together and start offering a retirement plan. So we're going to talk about this in detail next week. Until then, thank you so much for joining us on Always Friday. We hope you gain some weekend insight to make a Monday impact. Have a great weekend, all. We will see you next week at 11 a.m. Eastern time, right after Tommy D on Philanthropy and Focus. Take care, everybody. run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. Have you ever thought of reinventing yourself? Are you looking to create a new life's journey? Hi, I'm Kevin Barbaro, host of Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night, live, 8 p.m. Eastern, on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live to hear me and my guests from a variety of different backgrounds. As a former college coach and a current full-time actor and owner of multiple companies, my show is as eclectic right. as my life. There That's Coffee go. Talk XL every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. informed about menopause and how it impacts on your life hi i'm pat duckworth women's health strategist and host of the hot women rock radio show empowering women leaders at menopause join me every thursday at 10 a.m eastern time 3 p.m uk time on talkradio.nyc for interviews with inspirational women who will share their top tips to rock your world in a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be frank about health to advocate for all of us. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. 
This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. 